My drink in the white house with a mink Running through that bitch like it's my house All up in the hall like a mall Told you motherfuckers all I do is ball No, I don't remember you, I don't intend to Empty my memory bank It's a million dollars in it, baby, Hillary Swank Sitting next to Hillary, smelling like tank President's pardon, name one nigga out there harder than him I wait I've been in my wave like 20 years straight I've been on my vibe like 20 years straight Don't fuck up my high, fuck up my high Nights like this, I can fuck up a pie and still be straight, still be straight Fall back, bitch, I got a lot on my plate, don't waste my breath I don't know how many moves a nigga got left Back to this joint Smoking this shit like I'm trying to prove a point I'm the highest, the highest title, numero uno Come on, five, that's your motherfucking funeral And welcome to episode 31 of Counseling the Clutch Today we got a, got a little mix up here Got me, I'm hosting today, as y'all know, Q and I'm joined by Rory. I'm not with Rock Nation. <laughs> and uh, SP. Dos Dolores. Que pasa? So this would normally be the spot where we say Dion and play the Magic Johnson, I'm not going to be here part. But uh, due to technical difficulties and uh, and uh, boycotts and whatnot, we're not going to be able to do that today. <laughs> Rory, would you like to give a little sh- short backstory real quick? what's going on today yeah so you know we was you know we got a group chat going on y'all know how to counsel rock going back and forth um we had a couple opinions thrown in the air and one opinion was that you know a certain somebody was deciding that they they didn't want to speak on behalf of rock nation and anything uh kaepernick related so me being me i threw it out there you know you don't want to speak on it why be a part of it and unfortunately, you know, somebody decided that that was what they wanted to do. They wanted to boycott the show this week. So we'll see, uh, you know, if any fines are levied down from the league office. But if not, hopefully everybody will be back next week. Well, well, well put, well put. Hopefully, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And y'all go, y'all go to Forevermore's Barbershop. That man really be in there cutting like 72 hours a day. Yeah, that's why he, he might be cutting right now. Yeah. For real, for Strong real. possibility. But uh, outside of that, today's show, we got, got a couple couple topics to talk about today. First one we're going to go over, we're going to talk about uh, all-decade team for the NBA. Basically, from 2009 to current day, who y'all's uh, basically starting five would be. So, I guess I'll kick it to SP first. Well... This list wasn't as easy as you would uh, originally hope in building such a team, but I had uh, – let me start off with the surprising pick. At center, I had Dwight Howard. Mm. Power forward, I have KD. 
At the three, I have LeBron James, of course. At the point, I have Chris Paul. And as my shooting guard, I have Russell Westbrook. Is Russell Westbrook a shooting guard? He technically is not. However, in uh, determining my list, I decided due to his uh, style of play, he deserves to be at the shooting guard spot at the two guard because that's what he plays like. That's fair. Yeah, man, I ain't going to argue. It's all good. That's fair. That's fair. But James Harden was the – he was the second – in that in that slot, so if you want to slide him in there, that's cool too. Oh, at the what at the two? Yeah, yeah. All right, I can do. Yeah, okay. ain't a bad list. Run, run it, run it back again. So we got Chris Paul, CP3, James Harden, LeBron, KD, and Dwight Howard. It's a good list. Yeah, I I can you can work with I can that. Roll with that. Yeah. Yeah, manageable. Definitely. What you got, Q? Nixon, what you got? Ah, man, you know, uh had to go back and forth in my mind a little bit. Should I put the whole, whole Spurs starting five? Oh, I was close. I was close. You know, <laughs> I was gonna put the fan goggles on. Y'all know how I get with my Spurs, but I figured, you know, that I could I could be a, a spectator of the league for once. So at, at the point guard, give me give me Steph Curry. Right? Right, right, right. At the shooting guard, um, probably not a fan favorite, but I put Giannis there. Honestly, what? I mean, he played a point guard at the two. At the two, I want Giannis at the two. <sighs> Hear me out. Hear All me right. out. It's my list. My bad. Go it's ahead. my list. Okay, you're right. It's my, my bad, list. My I want. I want. I want tall cats on the floor. That's what I want. Put LeBron at okay. the three. Um. Then I got KD at the four, and Lamarcus Aldridge at center. Okay. Uh, I, 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 uh, the, the, the Giannis at two thing, I, I thought we were going to be a little more, you know, nah, if I'm being, sticking towards if, positions. Nah, but, if, you I'm, know, if I'm being real, though, if I'm being real, I ain't want to really say it, but I put number two at the two guard. If I had to put, be a realist about it. Okay. Mm, all right. Could he I, play a three, but, but you, you know, can't put, you're not moving two. LeBron. No, I no, mean, if we coming down the court, LeBron really running the point for that team anyway. LeBron running the point, and I'm putting Clay and Kawhi, or actually, I'm putting Clay and KD on the wing, and Kawhi gonna run Steph. around a little bit. I mean, Steph, I'm sorry, Steph yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But the staple of my team is gonna be Lamarcus Aldridge at the, at the five, counting on him to give me some big minutes and some big rebounds of that of that all decade squad. And before y'all say I'm biased, the man averaged 20 and 8, really 20 and 9, seven all-star appearances and five all-NBA teams from 2010 to 2018. No, you good. You good. He was my my third center. Who you had in front of? Dwight and who else? Pau Gasol. Mm, I'll be forgetting about Pau. Yeah. yeah. Num- Numbers-wise? Yeah, he yeah, up there. Definitely. He, he, barely, up there. he barely stuck in there, though, in my opinion. I mean, he gave you what twenty ten to twenty fourteen were some all star years. What was the what year yeah. was that that they won the championship? Who are you talking about, Lamarcus or Paul? Oh. Uh, we won. It was what oh nine no twenty ten twenty ten. So that was that one year. That was the last. That was the yeah. 
he could sneak in there because he gave you three good years in that decade, in this decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that year he averaged 18, 17, 13, 17, 18, 16. Then the last last couple, last three years, it ain't been shit. But that 2009 up to 2015, he was averaging probably around about 16 points a game, 17 points a game. But again, he went. He was my starter, so I had Dwight at center as well. SP, so that wasn't as surprising as you would think. Okay. And I had, I had KD at the four. LeBron obviously at the three. Uh, as Roy would say, taking my fan goggles off, I put Harden at the two. You really, want, you really wanted to put Kobe there. Boy, I got it right here, Harden. <laughs> <laughs> with close Kobe slash D Wade. Yeah. That's fair. I was thinking about D Wade to be honest. But yeah. this last couple of years I feel like they put it took a Harden took numbers. a big hard hit on, on, on his chances. Harden numbers is just overall, but the only reason yeah. I was gonna throw Kobe in and I started looking at it because they're the numbers ain't far off as far as that time period because Kobe was still putting up numbers. Plus his earlier numbers kind of balanced it out. But Harden, uh, who was it that put him up there? Harden shoots better. Like from three, he, his field goal percentage was a little bit better. He and he took a couple less shots than Kobe. I don't, I don't know though, man. I think, Again, I think if you really put a team together, even in that decade, you got to take Kobe trying to win. Oh, I mean, in real life, yes, one hundred percent. Okay, I'm, yeah, that that ain't even the question. Mm-hmm. But trying to be, you know, a little biased here for the. For the fans and whatnot, and just not throw Kobe in there because Kobe played defense and Harden don't play defense, so you got to take stuff like that into consideration as well. Very much so, but but nevertheless, yeah. And then I had Steph at the point, but also I had Russ and Dane kind of neck and neck with uh with Steph as well. Damn, How many years Dane been in the league? Chris Paul. Dane been in the league since twenty twelve, I think it was. Okay. 2010, 20, I mean, 2011, 2012. Hey, hey, what you mean, bro? Chris Paul numbers in these last eight ain't really been that hot. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't even think about Chris Paul. I, I ain't either. I had to, I, I had to go look it up. it up when you just said it, but he only averaging 18 points, four rebounds, and nine assists. So, I mean, depending on what you're trying to do, but this is an ISO game now, and I, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking Dame, Russ, uh, Steph, yeah, like Chris Paul ain't averaged over twenty points. And everybody on your team can't play in this time, in this time frame. Like Chris Paul yeah, went to the All Star game because he because he he's a celebrity. Bro, he got me yeah, all kind of All Star games because they. And that he gonna give you good numbers, bro. He's just not that guy though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can I wouldn't argue if you put Chris Paul in there because it's his his numbers they ain't bad at all. Like his his numbers is there, but like you're saying, as far as especially when you put it against Russ numbers like now, even though they inflated, his numbers are still he still averaged triple double the last what three years? Yeah. Shoot, one one we kind of skipped over, but uh Carmelo, you know, ain't no yeah, ain't no yeah. small forward outscored him in this decade yet. Like average wise, Bruh, Chris Paul has Bruh. been on seven All NBA teams in this in this decade. 
Seven. And that's defensive and just All-NBA. So, first team, All-NBA, and first team defense? No, four, four first teams, three second teams, seven All-first team defense. One second team mm-hmm. defense. Okay, I can. Mm-hmm. I give you Chris Paul. He a, man, he a bully, yeah. bro. But I think, I think what it is is, unfortunately, his last his couple best years, years were were pretty much non-existent to a lot of folks. Being that he was in New Orleans, yeah. and they're not a big market team, so a lot of people really won't check him for them. Yeah. That's fair. Only no, what I what I say the issue is not the issue, but the fact that his best years, his numbers don't equate to, I guess his production. If that makes sense, yeah, no, nah, that makes sense. Because because he he averaging for his career eighteen and eighteen and nine. But when we thinking of like I said, the last what three years with Russ averaging a triple double, Steph, I don't know what the hell Steph been averaging, but like the numbers that we've been seeing recently. Compared to the old point guard numbers, because nineteen and nineteen and ten, nineteen and nine for a point guard between two thousand and twenty ten was amazing, which is why Chris Paul was touted as highly as he was. Right. But like you said, we're in a different we're in a different age now, and analytics analytics and numbers and all that stuff. People pay attention to that stuff a lot more, so numbers are a whole lot more inflated. Let alone a lot of these point guards now, like Roy was saying. Are playing as two guards basically, or two guards playing as points. Yeah. Like Russ is a point. I mean, a two guard. Dame is a two guard. Yeah, Steph. Chris, Chris Steph Steph is the last of a dime. Yeah, he's a Chris Paul's an actual point guard. Get you to rock in space and let you do your thing, and then I'll take my eighteen to twenty points a game type situation. So yeah, SP, I give you, I give you Chris Paul. That's that's a solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I switch my switch Steph out, push Chris Paul in mind for. But I definitely but, uh, see what y'all saying though with the with the air change and whatnot. Yeah, I consider I did also consider had, stuff too. Uh, and yeah, and I, mean, I, I watched this, I watched Tony Parker cook Chris Paul for a bunch of years, so you know. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. It's tough to root for you when I see you get cooked like that. And he got all. That's all I'm he ain't playing one on one defense, like not worried about the other uh, people. You got whole Kobe. You still got I'm it. talking about Hibachi. No Gilbert Arenas. Hey, chill. I had uh, AD up there too as my other four. Yeah, AD just he just had a he caught a bad draw being in New Orleans. Like like you said with yeah. Chris Paul, that 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 small market kind of hurt you. Yeah, cause, but he was he was putting up numbers. Oh yeah, he in, was doing uh, big time bids. It's just nobody watching. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, but uh moving on from from our normal sports talk to some a lot more, I guess, serious you would say. Basically y'all know last within like the last month or so it's been a a number of mass shootings and it's over the last couple of years they've become a lot more frequent and it's I don't know, it's it's just kinda getting crazy out here. So the question was formed for this is uh in light of more frequent <laughs> in light of more frequent white people shooting others, will y'all keep guns in your house 
slash Carl person. I'm just reading off the notes. I don't know who put it in wow. here. I'm not. I'm not gonna say the person's name because I know who it is because of the color. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go look because I'm gonna say who it is. <laughs> so I don't even want to look. So yeah. So what y'all? What y'all? How do y'all feel about? Well, one, I guess you say how y'all feel about just the, what's going on as far as all the mass shootings, the, uh, the uptick in them. And like as far as keeping guns in your house or carrying guns and stuff hey, like that. It was crazy. Just one more, one more uh, note on that. It's crazy because I actually read it in his voice when I read it in the note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to look now. Hold on. Hey, I don't even know, you already know who it was. I don't even know why you're looking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> I personally <laughs> I personally believe um be that as it may uh with the gun laws and how society treats guns in this day and age you're at a point where you need to learn the basic skills as far as how to handle a gun how a gun works etc just for your own safety in my personal opinion um in addition to uh, those who want to be vigilante and be the safety of others, you know what I'm saying? When when the cause is necessary, because you know you got some people out there who just Captain Save a Ho, it don't even matter. It's, it's a scene that's not even that serious, and they they go to the extreme. I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about the ones that's like really uh, see that. Uh, and a dire emergency is going on and they've helped out because we've seen a lot of examples of those type of people. Uh, no names really come to mind, but um, I can remember in the news where they've spoken about a lot of people uh, in regard to those shootings that have uh, come to the rescue of many lives of people that were in the incident. But I say all that to say, I'm gonna have guns in my house. I'm not necessarily so sure about the car. Uh, on person, uh, in my personal opinion, it would depend on the circumstance. But I mean, you could argue against that. With, I mean, these shootings happen in the most random places—places places that you would never believe that a, a mass shooting could occur. Um, I know when I just went to uh, Vegas last year, I remember looking at that hotel. I think it's the, it's not the Bellagio. I can't remember which one it was. No, it's the uh, Mandela Mandela Bay, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. I think that's and what that, it is. Yeah, that mass shooter. I just remember thinking, like, in my mind, like, kind of envisioning how that scene, like, happened. Because, I mean, if you go and you, like, literally are – um on uh what is it las vegas boulevard and you looking at the scene and how like that could be possible like you can just imagine how wild that scene had to be but um yeah i to say all that i I personally believe that everyone should uh maybe not necessarily possess a gun because everybody doesn't or shouldn't have a gun uh, for obvious reasons but um be educated for your own safety. Nixon? You know, I was going to sit this one out, but I figured I'm here, so I should probably talk about it. And um, like SP said, everybody should have weapons, but it's just for your safety. Um, You know, 
sometimes liquor and all the other stuff can make you make impaired decisions. So having access to weapons can be dangerous. But in this day and age, with, with mass shootings happening everywhere, I don't think everyone you know should open carry. Uh, one thing that caught my eye, um, which is uh, you know I got a couple, but I, I ain't gonna carry them too much because after I seen Sebastian Telfair go to jail. He, he registered to carry in Florida and was literally moving back to New York and got arrested and about to do like three years in jail, I believe. They don't care where you registered at. Did they get them guns in the car and they loaded? They coming on your head. But you should, everybody should have some type of protection in your house just because especially with this day and age and on the economy and job market, cats start doing some wild stuff. So you should be able to protect yourself in your own house. Yeah, pretty much kind of in the same boat. Overall, I don't. I I've, I was listening to what y'all was saying. I don't think everyone should carry guns or have guns. I don't think everyone should have access to guns, as far as adult wise. One because that's kind of the reason a lot of the stuff that's going on is happening now because access to guns is entirely too easy. I'm I'm not I'm not like saying that. I don't know. I guess people get a little little antsy and saying that we should take everybody's guns away, this, that, and the third. Not never take it that far. That's stupid because bad guys don't get guns regardless who got them. So that won't solve anything. But making it a lot more difficult to get guns, 100%. You shouldn't just be able to go in the store, get a simple background check, and, and be out with your gun the same, the same day. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be that easy. And as we can see, a lot of these cats that's committing these mass shootings and stuff like that, are using their guns. They're not going and stealing people's guns, stuff like that. They're using guns that they bought from the store illegally. So it's like it should be a lot more strenuous to get guns. But, I mean, that that's never going to change because America loves their guns more than pretty much everything else. So that situation is not going to change. As far as what was going on, ironically, a couple of days ago I seen on, on the news they were talking about uh, – Three separate potential mass shooters were arrested over the what's today? Day Tuesday over over the weekend. I think it was between like Thursday and Saturday. They arrested three separate people. One was in like Florida. Now I forgot what other two people were, but one dude he was like threatening a mosque on a uh, social media, and he had played a video of somebody like shooting some shit, and then tagged the. It's not. It wasn't a mosque. It was a, a whatever Jewish people's churches are called. And he had a. Uh, he had tagged the the, uh, the Jewish place in the in the actual video, so then that kind of got that investigation started, and then they ended up arresting him. He had a whole bunch of guns, ammunition, all types of stuff at his house, and the other two guys were in the same type of boat as far as one dude's girlfriend was well, ex girlfriend turned him in because he was literally coming out his mouth saying that. He wanted to he wanted to shoot some people and he wanted to go out with the longest with the most kills from the longest distance and all types of crazy stuff and text messages. And she ended up sending that in and the FBI came and scooped him up. And then the other guy, I don't remember what he was doing, but they scooped him too. All that to say this pretty much in all those situations, the same thing was being said. All of them are stereotypical mass shooters. In their twenties, white either lost their job or just something going on in life. And it's like, 
I don't know. That shit's crazy. But as far as keeping guns on you, like SB said, it's kind of one of those situational things. Even though mass shootings happen anywhere, movies, schools, malls, anywhere you go, it's just, I would say, kind of situational. In the crib, that's kind of your personal preference, preference too. If you got kids in the house, stuff like that, you got to always take that into consideration and making sure the adults in the house know how to use the gun and uh, all that good stuff. And as far as on person, it's just like you said, it's up, it's up to you. I know people who do care. I know people who don't. It's, it's just preference. But note, if you're carrying, it's for a reason. You're not just doing it to be cool or be in sh- for show. If the situation arises to where your life is in danger or somebody else's life is in danger, you need to be able to use your weapon. You're not just carrying it around just so you can look cool and stuff like that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much my my take on it. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to change as far as what you were talking about with uh, talking about in regards to like kind of gun control. Um, Because I was just sitting here thinking about it, like with technology as as advanced as it is today, there's no way that they shouldn't have it to where every gun that's that's being made in this day and age has some type of traceable marker that can't be uh destroyed or not at least very easily like how you can just like essentially scratch out a serial number serial numbers yeah but then i got to thinking about it i was like well that would reduce the amount of guns being sold and which would reduce the amount of revenue gun owners are making or gun makers Mm -hmm. are making which NRA baby cause a which would cause the hey, biggest though. gang in America, huh? The NRA, right. the biggest gang in America, <laughs> bro. They 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 legit run this run this gun control shit. They run the country, bro. Like, they got so much political control; it's crazy. Bro, I knew yeah, that's what it be. somebody that's said it. Political control. Oh yeah, but like I heard somebody say it not too long ago. It was like uh, I forgot who it was, but it was like after the. That shooting at Sandy Hook with the elementary school when they killed all them little kids. That was the opportunity to change it. Because little kids were killed. This- Basically, more so little little white kids were, were killed. So if you were going to change it, that was the time to grab it. Because that would have been the most uh, was it empathetic gun owners would have been. And nothing changed then. So there's there's nothing that can that can happen that can change gun control at this point. But did Sandy Hook really happen? Ooh, that's a topic for another day. Ooh, yeah, that's a whole episode <laughs> right there. But what you mean? Area fair. Like a conspiracy episode where we talk about not, not saying not saying very Sandy Hook was a conspiracy. So I don't want nobody out here thinking that that's what I'm alluding. To. Just 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 br- just bringing up the conspiracy theory. But if you think it's a conspiracy, and it looked like a conspiracy. <laughs> I ain't saying it's a conspiracy, but well, chill. All right, but uh, but moving from one serious topic to another very serious topic, females and your uh, technology devices, i.e., cell phones ah. and computers and whatnot. Uh, should should your girl be able to go through your phone, computer, personal technology devices? Wish y'all uh. 
take on that and uh, tread carefully. Well, you know, I I get it started. Be my Um, guess. Yeah, that's (laughs) you know, honestly, like I feel like they should be able to, but it's got to be like it's got to be with just cause. If you got to date somebody or be with someone that just feel like they need to check up on you every day, no matter what you're doing, then that probably ain't the person you need to be with. But if it's not, if you out here in the streets wilding and you know, for whatever reason, she said, hey, I need to, well, hey, if she got a reason, it's just like the police, just cause. But that got to be a two-way street. She can't be pressing you and then, you know, what you're looking at. And now exchanging passwords and all that, I don't think you should do that just because unless you're married and you exchanging passwords, especially in today's age, bruh, if somebody got your password, they could rob you blind. Cause all it takes is the type of password in, and you could cash up yourself whatever you need. And <laughs> unless you got multiple bank accounts, uh, your cash app probably connected to your bank. So, and they don't, you know, they don't flag anything until I think it's like five thousand a month or ten thousand a month. So, uh, you know, but like I said, if you gotta, if it's if it's one of them things where you necessarily they gotta check it all the time, then no. But if they feel like it's needed or y'all, you know, if it's an open thing where y'all both checking each other's phone, but I, I wouldn't want to even have to be in a relationship and deal with that where I got to go back and forth and we got to check each other's phones. If I can't trust you to just be a good person throughout the day, I don't really want to be with you. Facts. And piggybacking off of that, that's my whole thing is I, I feel like the trust should be strong enough in a relationship to where there's a need to snoop in someone's communication devices to see if they're cheating quote unquote i mean if you feel that way me personally i feel like the way that you should carry it is communicate that and then if that person if you feel like that person is being truthful or not that's a whole different topic but again the trust and communication in that relationship should be strong enough to where that person should be able to communicate their um I guess maybe not necessarily insecurities, but I don't know what you would de- I don't I don't know what you would define it as, but as to the reasons as to why they feel like you they need to do that. But I kind of agree with what you're saying, Rory. As far as uh, I feel like it it is uh acceptable if it's a situation in which you out here creeping and uh sneaking and geeking, uh. So, you know what I'm saying? Your girl kind of is, I ain't necessarily going to say obligated, but it's understandable, I guess you could say, that she would look through uh, the phone to find find something. Um, But you know what they say. If you go searching nine times out of ten, you're going to find something. You're going to find something. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Basically in the same boat as y'all. Like you said, if if you feel like you got to go look through somebody's stuff, then one, like you said, you're going to find something because there's always going to be something in there that you that you would dislike. So one reason why I don't look through people's phones because uh, I'm good. But if you got to, like y'all was saying, if you got to constantly do it, then you don't need to be with them. That's, yeah, that's pointless. Just 
Yeah, no. Nah. Pack, pack that and bag. Even, get on, go on, go on. Yeah, and even even if you just you feeling some type of way about something, I don't know. I've I've like I said, I've never been the one that looked through people's phone. That's that's just not my my thing. I'm my trust. I, if I trust you, then I trust you. If you end up messing me over, then I just take that L and keep it moving. But going behind you, trying to look through your DMs or look through your your uh, text messages and stuff, so you're talking to and what y'all talking about and all that stuff. Nah, I'm I'm good on that. So I would that I would. I would like that in the return in a relationship as well, that same type of trust. But I mean, everybody's different. Everybody do their own thing. It's just, it's up to you and that person to determine what y'all going to do, how y'all going to go about it and, and stuff like that. But like SP said, if you go looking, you're going to find something. And uh, if you feel like you got to look, then it don't sound like a relationship you need to be in. Exactly. And we all know black men don't cheat. Black boys yeah, they have man. cheated, but ain't no black man ever cheated. Exactly. Yeah, I like at, that at, at eighteen at eighteen it resets, so it don't make no difference. Yeah. And then at twenty five, you know, you at, at twenty five you if you're still a boy, well, you a lost cause anyway. <laughs> so, that's true. That's true. So we ain't young. Ladies, man. you know that's that's a that's a, that's y'all fault if he's twenty five and still a boy and you with him. You deserve that. Yeah. But you knew that from Jump you knew that from Jump Street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Charlemagne set the rule, you know what I'm saying? So we we didn't create that. We got that from Charlemagne, you know. But him and him and Duval been really pushing the narrative. So just to defend us, like I said, you know, 25, you still a boy, that's on you. But black men ain't never cheated though. Mm-mm. No. No. Ain't no but a guy. Not a day. Some of them don't even cheat on that. Man, well. I can't stay, stay, stay strong. Yeah, I be see that. That's like man, y'all would be proud of me, bro. I've been on my diet for like a week, well, really like three days because I started Monday, and I didn't. You ain't got no choice, bro. I, I ate everything I'm supposed to eat. You ain't active right now, so you you literally have no choice unless you're trying to be about three fifty. Yeah, I, that's the worst part. I, I worked out yesterday though. You know what I'm saying? Word. Had to had to walk and boot on. I I won't do no upper body. I literally did all abs. True that, true that. Ground, so, because I can't put no weight on my foot right now. Understand? Yeah. But uh, moving on from that to everybody's favorite topic, SP, take it away. Woo! Turn up. Oh. <laughs> this week's rendition of the Clapperie Reporte comes straight from the motherland. West African doll. Yeah, see, I dropped the IG name since y'all want to complain about me not dropping IG name. There you go. There you go. To her, I say, hit your wagon to a star, because that's what these clappers truly are. Pancakes are flat. Some bottoms are, too. These clappers got death. I say, what it do, baby? Gift from the motherland, wondrous wagon, booking my flight, Wakanda in cabin. African doll, motherland African doll. Yeah, yeah, I ain't getting it the second time. The second 
Oh, man. I forgot the IG name. What a bummer. Magnificent Marvel. A sight to be seen. Devious dreams. Fanatic or fiend. They call unto me. Clap a connoisseur. And I say, hers the shit. I'm not talking manure. The pain I endure. The clappers relieve it. Try to tame, I may fail. That bodacious behemoth. I'm losing my sea man. I can't regain my focus. From Jersey to Raleigh. Fleeting flight, a.k.a. Lustful Lotus. It's me, it's me snapping for your, your poetry. Gracias, gracias. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> so you just you just pulling out all the all the poetry that you've learned over the years. Yeah, man, it's a, it's just something that something that that comes to me, you know, when I when I get when I get that uh, serenading sight of the clappers via the application you formerly know as Instagram. I, I just can't I can't help my 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 intellectual oozing of creativity. I have to put pad. Or pin to the pad. Okay, we just, you know you, you do your thing. The fans, the, the fans seem to love the clapper report. So you know, <laughs> I thank them. I thank. <laughs> but them on that note, visiting uh, my uh, visionist brain. <laughs> but uh, on that note, we about to go pay some bills, and we be uh, be right back. I got it from here, yeah, damn The chain remains, the gang is intact uh-huh. The name is mine, I'll take blame for that The pressure's on, but guess who ain't gonna crack <laughs> Pardon me, I had to laugh at that How could you falter when you're the rock at your balls? I had to get off the boat so I could walk on water This ain't no tall order, this is nothing to me Difficult takes a day, impossible takes a week I do this in my sleep I sell kilos of coke I'm guessing I could sell CDs I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Hey, appreciate y'all tuning in another week. Anchor, thank you for all you've done and allowed us to do. But this is what I've been waiting on. I've been waiting on this moment. We finally here. I came to the show today just for this moment. Jay-Z partners with the NFL. Y'all favorite rapper. Did he sell out or no? Or was Rock Nation really partnering with the NFL? Last Wednesday, Jay-Z, Sean Carter, as you all may know, uh, had a news conference with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell in New York. It's pretty much uh, explaining a partnership with the league that Rock Nation and Jay-Z will be helping produce the Super Bowl halftime show and other NFL-related musical events. Rock Nation is also expected to have input in the direction of Inspire Change, which is a a social 501c3 put together by the Players Coalition, which was uh, founded by Michael Jenkins, uh, a player that uh, flipped on the league, Kaepernick, or the players per se, Kaepernick and Eric Reed took a settlement with the league and created the Players Coalition to try to help change in the community. 
So they created Inspire Change. Rock Nation is going to help with that. And uh, with the NFL to to help the initiative grow out of the discussion with players and their desires to help communities and advance criminal justice reform. Now, as you all know, Jay-Z has been a staple in the community lately. He always helps with criminal justice reform and all that good stuff. But at this time, when he decided to partner with the NFL, quotation, quote unquote, did he go behind anybody's back? Did he, did he, you know, did he tell anybody that they shouldn't do it? Or did he just make a good business deal? Did Jay-Z sell out or not? What do y'all think? Mr. Brock. Nah, he ain't sell out, man. Kind <laughs> of question. No, like that. why not? Because, bro. Okay. Here's one thing I would say. And this needs to be understood. And it's understood by most people, but a lot of people don't understand it. As a society, us in America, we are quick to be judge and jury. We're quick to judge someone based off of the the cover of what's going on and not the context of what's actually happening. You see what I did there? Shout out MLK. But uh, mm, I'm a Malcolm X fan. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, so there's that. Um. Like, give it some time. That's my whole thing. The people that he told um, to not be a part of it, ah, this is this might be a little. Um, it could come off as ignorant to some. Um, to me, I feel like it's perfectly logical. Uh, those people weren't weren't thinking, wouldn't think about it on the perspective that a Jay Z would think about the situation. So. With them doing what they were going to do, Travis Scott, with him performing, he was just thinking about the publicity that the NFL could give him uh, as far as their platform and the money he was going to get from performing. Jay-Z is going into this, and I I present this hypothesis with the obviously optimistic point of view of the situation. Um, he's going into this thinking that he's going to create change, had put his people in place to help create actual change. How do you know that? I mean, it, like you said in the Rock Nation uh, interview, he said that it's time to it's time to actually take action, and this is him taking action, bro. All right. So my my only question with that is, I agree to everything in that aspect. It's, it's time for him to take action. And, and he said it right. Kaepernick started the debate with social, you know, injustice and reform, taking a knee. He And Eric Reed was one of the key factors in that. They started the protest kneeling during the anthem. You got to take the next step. All right, here comes Jay-Z. A partnership or did he get employed by the NFL? Because right now it says that he's going to be helping with the halftime show and coming up with ideas to work with the initiative and in the, in the reform. Now we all know Jay-Z's track record. I believe he does good with the community and he, he has a, a heart for social injustice, like the thing with Meek Mill, you know, okay. helping him get out of jail. But I also Savage. believe Jay-Z is a capitalist. And little, he's a capitalist. He's helped Lil Wayne. He's helped Lil Wayne, but Jay-Z is a capitalist. 
what did he do? Now, now, reason I say this, I did a little research. He helped. He helped Meek Mill, right? Mm-hmm. What was the next thing to come from that? I know you said after after Meek Mill's situation got handled. What was the next big deal that Meek Mill signed, and with what company? Oh, with Rock Nation. What was it though? Record label, right? Yeah. Capitalists. Now Jay Z partners with the NFL. Who's benefiting from this? Jay Z. Now. Is he smart enough to know that he has to get a seat at the table to make change? I 100% believe that. Do we really think he's going to be able to affect change in that ownership room? But what, what one Hell person no. can to the no, no, no. <laughs> exactly. What so why can? partner? Exactly. So why what, partner? What? Why tell J? Why tell JD to turn that? And Funkmaster Flex said he confirmed it on his show. Now, Funkmaster Flex ain't no news outlet, but he's a credible enough source for me to believe that JD was offered the same thing and Jay-Z told him don't do it. So, and this was when the Super Bowl was supposed to be in Atlanta. Why Why does Jay-Z think that, why, why did he move all the pieces around to put himself in that spot? What makes him think that he can go in that same room and turn those 32 owners around? Now, the part that really gives me is the fact that they keep putting out there that Jay-Z is going to get an ownership stake in the team. I promise you, it ain't a single owner in the NFL that's going to sell him more than 3%, maybe 10% of their team. So at the end of the day, even with that 10%, all he's doing is shaking hands, putting on a suit, and sitting at the table. Man, But he's not making a change in that table. The man got Warren Buffett and Robert Kraft throwing up the rock. Warren Buffett. Robert All right, now let's go. Let's go back to some 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 modern day. Matter of fact, fuck it. Let's go to Django. We'll use that as a modern day example. You ever heard of a coon? I, um, <laughs> I, I may be familiar with the term. All right, I don't like to throw the term around too much. Jay Z, he's a smart businessman. I will give you that. I know enough about his business acumen that the brother is is smart. He knew what he was doing. He knew the backlash from it, but he also knew the buying power in partnering with the NFL. Just like the NFL didn't lose no money over those protests, Jay-Z won't lose no money either. All they did, the NFL was smart enough. They went and got the one person that the, that the black community couldn't boycott or take down. They partnered with the guy that, that, that you know, right or wrong, he's looked at as in the hip-hop community as damn near black Jesus. I don't agree to it, but him and Beyonce are on a pedestal that is that's almost untouchable. So the NFL went and partnered with him, make it look like a partnership. We're working together. We're building something here. Let's get this. Let's get this Kaepernick thing off the books. Now, I didn't want to go into Kaepernick too much, but for reasons that you all know, referred back to the chat, was asked a question. If the whole point of the protest was to bring attention to police brutality and Jay-Z's partnership was about doing that, wasn't that the point and isn't that a successful protest on the surface? If they go through it or not, that was the point right bring the point to bring the attention to the cause. Because most of y'all got something to say about him not playing, not the cause. Kaepernick's point of kneeling was to bring attention to the cause, 
But with that being said, him suing the league and him not playing had nothing to do with the protests. That settlement he took was a collusion case for loss of wages. That was not a settlement about him protesting. It was about him pro- about them not giving him a job because he protested. So yes, he wants to go back to the league. He deserves a fight. But at the same time with the whole Jay-Z situation, Jay-Z's partnering with the league, but we don't hear a plan or we don't actually know what he's doing about it. That's why I say he sold out because he was back in Kaepernick for a while. And then all of a sudden the NFL partner put some money on the table and now he flips sides instantly. All right. So I have a couple questions here. One, I see you pulling the receipts up. He went in, went in and went in and dug up, dug up a couple little little threads there. But outside of that, that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, I miss my, I miss uh, my dog Kyle on the show, man. Kyle, come on back home, man. You ain't got a you ain't got a Kaepernickers, dog. <laughs> but uh, uh, oh, hold on, this might actually work. Hold on. You was queuing that up the whole time you was talking. He was ready. Nah. No, no, it's it's a, uh, hold on, there we go. It's uh, four of them at the top of the screen that just sitting there, and I just happened to listen to them earlier, and then I saw a dramatic piano. Yeah, so that's perfect. That was a dramatic moment. So, yeah, there oh, we go. All right. This is good. Got this it is out a good, this is a right, good so, uh, quote that I just read. Actually, I gotta I gotta hear let y'all hear this. Jay Z always disses ahead. people, then works with them on his terms. I thought we knew that. We did. Go ahead. He's been a, he's been a capitalist. He's been a capitalist, bro. He Jay Z is, is is has used capitalism to his advantage to be successful, which is nothing wrong with that. But I'm let me throw another one out there, and this is this is something that I really uh, you know we we always quote Uncle Uncle Sharp, Shay Sharp. He says a lot of smart stuff, but on Undisputed FX One, give them all their credit so they don't come sue our little podcast. Shannon Sharp said, "We've done it again." We're not talking about the original reason why Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Now it's Jay-Z versus Eric Reed. I'm going to start with my community. You've allowed them to do this again. You allowed them to pit us against one another. How did we get to this point? Because like I said, they went and got the one person that half of black America will ride with good, bad, or indifferent. Now, Jay-Z fans are trying to flip it like Jay-Z didn't get played. Jay-Z got played just like the rest of us. Because now we're not talking about injustice. We're talking about why he took the deal, which is all the NFL wanted to do. Now, I'm not going to go into too deep about the NFL, but this is the same league that that will brush a domestic violence dispute under the rug but they want to, you know, kick Kaepernick out for taking a knee. Did, did so at league, some point... Did the league kick him out or did he kick himself out? The owners kicked him out. You can't tell me. Now, we can we, no, can, we can go back and forth and say that Kaepernick's play wasn't good enough to be a starter. Okay. He was better than Nathan Peterman, dude from Buffalo, that got put in for Tyrod by far. And through five, through five picks, y'all can hate me or not. He's a he's got a better arm than Lamar Jackson. Might not be as good running the ball, but he damn sure close. But I like Lamar, so let's keep Lamar in there. He's better than Nick Foles. Outside of Philly, 
when when Washington had all them injured quarterbacks, Mark Sanchez, they went and got Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson hadn't threw a pass in the league since 2011. Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl in 2013. All right. So you telling me that he wasn't that now? When have you ever seen somebody sue the NFL and the NFL not fight back? They fight back everything. Everything. These dudes settled out of court because that was the week that the test, the the text messages and phone threads were supposed to come up and be public, not public knowledge. The one thing the NFL cannot beat would be open racism. If them, yeah, because you know the message. Exactly. Crazy. If them open messages would have actually came out and, and would have hit the market, I think that would have been the downfall of the NFL. Now, them owners, it's 32 owners. It's a couple trillion dollars in that room. They can afford any price to, to keep you happy. Now, Kaepernick, he took the, the they, they got some donations to a couple of his foundations. We don't know the actual number of his settlement. We may find out when the Packers taxes come up. You just multiply whatever they paid by 32 because they'd only publicly traded team. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Kaepernick didn't sue for injustice or none of that. He sued because he couldn't get a job. They colluded against him to not hire him. So him taking settlement money was loss of wages. That's like any person in America. If your boss call you a nigga tomorrow, you're probably going to sue for harassment. They're not going to give you $10 million, but they'll give you a wage that's, you know. They'll give you that severance. Exactly. They're going to offer you something, some hush money to get out of there. Now, what did Kaepernick do? He took the the money. On the size of the company. Because. But, okay. If it's a big company, you might better fight it. In a state like North Carolina where you got employee at will, you can have a company basically say, oh, well, shit, right here, this is. This is he say she say your word against his shit. We gonna win this shit. Yeah, you gonna need some type. Yeah. of you obviously Carolina gonna need some type of evidence to back your story. State. So unless you got that shit recorded but, or something like that, you late. And and in this case, dog, yeah. honestly, I I don't know Kaepernick like that. I've met him before, but I don't know him like that. I really think they took the settlement because of the amount of money that Eric Reed was going to get from it. Because if you look at the, the, the contracts and whatnot, Kaepernick would have been all right if they went to court and, and pushed everything out. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, he decided to settle, but it was him and Eric Reed. It wasn't just him. Eric Reed yeah. hadn't had no too many major contracts, but Kaepernick had already secured some Nike money. Hell, Eric Reed, if you know his story, He's gotten drug tested for performance enhancers randomly more than any players ever in the history. He's already been tested yeah. three times in 2019 season, and that just started in March. And it's random. So the Panthers owner did a favor and brought him back. And that, granted, this ain't the old Panthers owner. This is the new dude that bought the team, which is he's not in that circle of them other 31 owners that have been in the league for the yeah. last 15, 20 years. But y'all, it's a thing called that good old boy network. Jay-Z not getting in there. It's a lot more people that's a lot richer than Jay-Z that they can't even, they won't even respond to their messages. You think they're going to really let Jay-Z sit at that table and have a real conversation? They just trying to cover up the business. I think you disrespected him right there. He did just hit the the bill mark as far as his uh, 
SP a bill ain't buying a team, bro. It's not, no, nah, nah, The nah, Panthers nah, nah, sold nah, for two point two. Not a whole team, absolutely not. Like, That's what I'm saying. He bringing he bringing huh? pennies to the party. He bringing pennies in there. Yeah. Jay Z network, Jay Z network don't make them boys. Yeah, in perspective to the, okay, all right, but okay. So, hold on, hold on, they hold gambling hold on, with Jay Z network. Hold on, hold on. First off, let me let me let me go back and make a comment on your whole Kaepernick thing. Because I feel like this is a teachable moment to the youth as far as um, being who you want to be as a person in regards to your performance and how that relates to your playing time. Okay. Politics exists in sports. We all know that. Part of the reason why Kaepernick is in the position that he's at is a lot of it has to do with politics. And owners probably feeling like, they don't want to be that owner who accepted him and here this is the this is the kicker they don't receive the value that they feel equivalates to the backlash they will receive for uh acquiring his services right or wrong i agree so yeah they don't. They don't want to take that L from the fan base. And, and I, I'll say this: I don't think he's good enough. When I said this on a previous episode, when we first talked about the settlement a while back, he's not good enough at the time to deal with the media drama. If he'd have done it during the Super Bowl run, he'd have been fine. Yep. And I think that's a. And that's why I said this is a very good teachable moment because, and it's crazy because I was actually uh, told this at a younger age, but it's it holds true. And in this regard, it holds true as well. A uh, prime example kind of is Antonio Brown and being as outlandish as he's been here recently. Um, when it comes to politics and sports, your performance dictates uh, the level of acceptance that the organization that you're with has for your um, inexcusable behavior. Yeah, hundred percent. Essentially, and I mean I've, that plays a big part in this situation because, like you said, I mean if Kaepernick was um, good enough, or was his his performance and his abilities were to the level in which it it would be undeniable to not have him on a roster, then he would be on the roster right now. So I feel like a lot of that is on Colin Kaepernick from the extent of, okay, he can he can cry foul with the whole collusion aspect. However, from an accountability standpoint, if your ass would have learned how to read defenses better, have better accuracy, and be a better overall quarterback, you wouldn't be in this predicament. Situation and timing. The 49ers front office screwed the team over. How so? Elaborate. They start trading away everybody. They fired Jim Harbaugh first off. Or John. It was with Jim or John. One of them. <laughs> yeah, I get a mix up too. It was Jim though. Jim. They fired Jim. And then just look at the team he had. Cause if you really look at it, so I'm I'm right now, 2013 passing. Kaepernick was 243 or 
He had 416 attempts, completed 240 passes, was a 58% completion percentage, but he threw for 3,100 yards, 21 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Wasn't a crazy year, but he made a lot of plays. 2013, come right back, or 2014, you come right back and he throws for 3,300, 19 touchdowns, and 10 picks. Then he got benched, or he got hurt or benched in 2015, had a pretty bad year. He only played nine games that year, but he only threw for 1,600 yards, six touchdowns, five picks. 2016, he didn't start the whole year. His last year in the league, he played 12 games and threw for 2,200 yards, 16 touchdowns, and four interceptions. You can't tell me with them numbers he don't deserve to be in the league still. Does he deserve to be in the league? 100%. Do I understand why he's not in the league? Oh, a thousand percent. He got it. He's not in the league. Like we said, he's not in the league because nobody wants to deal with that backlash. It's not even about his talent, his playing talent or anything like that. It's no, the owners don't want to have to deal with the backlash of signing him. All of the the fans, oh, we don't want him on the team. We don't want him. We're going to sell our season tickets, this, this, that, that, whatever, whatever. They don't want to lose money. That's what everything boils down to money. They don't want to lose that money. Because for some apparent reason, a certain, uh, uh, what is that called? A a certain demographic assumes that him taking a knee is disrespecting the flag, even though for the 100,000th time we've let them know that that's not the case. But they hold true to that, and, you know, we we know why. But money is what the biggest part of this is. So he's not in the league specifically because nobody, none of the owners want to deal with that backlash. Yeah. Cause if he, not even a, just a, not even a media attention. Cause I mean, media attention is good attention. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, they don't want to deal with the fans. They got the season tickets. The, you know, we know who season basically tickets. has yeah. season tickets. We yeah. know who, who we know that. So those individuals aren't smart. Not even they aren't smart enough. They're, I don't I don't know what to what to say about about them. They're racist. They're they're racist. That's that's kind of what it boils down to, because they they know exactly what's going on, but they they ignore it and try to run with something else because that's what is what they want to hear or that's what their president is spewing or excuse me or their favorite uh, news outlet. So they know what the deal is. They know what's going on. They they know all of that. It's, that's never been a case, an issue of them knowing. It's just them either understanding or just not caring. And and you want to know something? I, I take that back too. I'm not even mad at Kaepernick for not protesting during the Super Bowl run. Let me let me throw some numbers in there since we always talk about being smart. That brother was smart. 2011, he was paid 2.6 million as a rookie. 2012, he was paid 1.1 million. 2013, 1.3 million. So that's about seven million dollars, give or take. After well, four four billion out of taxes in three years, right? After a Super Bowl appearance, he had a couple Nike commercials here and there, so he did some stuff. 2014, he was paid 13 million. 2015, paid 11 million. In 2016, when the protest started, he was paid 14 million. So, for that brother's smart. He started protesting after the check cleared. I don't blame him now. I'd have waited too. 
Forget how you playing. That was strategic. Because if you start protesting at 2013 and you didn't only made $4 million, you probably going to have to get a job at some point. Oh, yeah. After you, no, he wouldn't have to get a job. Your lifestyle ain't going to be what it could be. What he yeah, used to. But after you done made $40 million, man, you can take that gamble. Because he didn't probably flip that 40 into something. You know what I mean? The brother don't come off as a stupid guy. But to, to, to revert this back to the initial Jay-Z part of it, I don't I don't, I don't think he sold out per se. Well, not even say per se. I don't think he sold out at all. One, we don't know what he's going to do. The fact that he hasn't told us what he's going to do, that's that's his business. Because he doesn't know what he he's going to do. He doesn't even know if they're going to really let we, him do anything. Well, the, the, hey, we, 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 go ahead. We don't we don't know any of that. That's all our speculation. Yeah. So we at this point we know what Jay do. We know how he move. So we got to give him the benefit of the doubt and give him the opportunity to show us. All right, this what this what my plan is. He doesn't have to tell us. He doesn't have to come out in the beginning. But all right, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. That's that's not that's not his his place to tell. I mean, that's not our place to know. We're just people. We're not in that aspect of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So. What he has going on, what he has planned, what he has going on with the league, until stuff is coming out to be confirmed, we don't know. So everything people are saying is just their opinions, and people are running with opinions. You can't you can't do that in this type of situation because now you putting people like kind of like Shannon said, you putting us against us in a situation where there aren't any facts. We're arguing n- no facts at all. Only thing we know is he partnered with the league. That's it. So anything past that is your opinion versus my opinion. And it's like, we don't know what he's going to do. So give him the opportunity to lay out what he's going to do. Not even lay out, but start to implement what he's going to do and work his way into doing doing whatever his end goal is. Is he going to get into the league office with all them, like you said, with all them owners and be able to change shit out the gate? No. Will he ever? Probably not. Will he be able to impact it in a certain way? I believe so, because I believe that at this particular point moment in life, racism and all that stuff is at a very high. So people are a lot more sensitive now to stuff. So if he's able to get in and start saying, hey, we need to do this, we need to do that towards helping out people of color or or putting people in positions and stuff like that. And they keep they try to keep that uh that good old boy situation going on, as far as not just as far as owners, but just like overall, with the league, that stuff is gonna start coming out. He gonna start being be saying, well, we tried to do this, but we can't do this. We tried to do that, and there's never been anybody in the in that circle of individuals that's come out and said what they've tried and tried not what they've tried to do, and the league turned them down. So. Now, within like the next two or three years, if he he run maybe five different programs or just five different things past the league, and they turn all five of them down, now you're starting to look racist. We know you are just because of how the league is and the ownership and shit. But with social media and just technology and stuff, now everything is everything is just amplified so much so now we'll be able to see that oh they turned this down oh they didn't want to have this person they didn't want to put this person here and it's like oh y'all everything y'all y'all shoot down is black related so it looks bad and that's one thing the league doesn't like is is their their logo looking bad yeah so overall 
let that let him just let him let him f- figure out what he's going to do and try to implement what he's going to do because we don't know. He can go in there and start doing some good quality stuff and everything be cool. One thing I did hear was people talking about he he uh I think he might have said it too, Rory, but he uh turned his turned his back on uh on Cap. I, I don't I don't I think don't he turned his back on Cap. I never agreed to that. Okay. Well, I I've, I've definitely seen that. And I've heard yeah. that. I d- don't believe that's the case because one Colin isn't the 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 supreme leader of black side of the NFL. Yeah, no. If truthfully like so, what we said earlier, what what the protest was about, Jay-Z's doing the right thing is how he went about it. That's what I don't agree with is the partnership part. In a sense, I feel like they they brought him in to to protect some things and they can kind of censor him. Versus him working with them. He's an employee at the NFL now. He's in charge of operating the halftime performance at the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he's now, like he's more of Brent, a Magic Johnson type employee. How do we if know that? Day, well, bro, cuz his power. If if one day he's like, I ain't going to be we, here. He ain't going to be there. We don't know we, we hope that's what he does. We don't know. No, nah, we don't. We don't know either way. We don't know towards Roy what you were saying, and we also don't know towards what SP saying. Like I said, we don't know. We don't know what he's gonna do. Everything we're saying is speculation. I know the halftime show gonna be so fine. Yeah, so we have to give him the opportunity the next to see what's gonna happen this year, next year, the next the next three or four years to see what he does outside of halftime stuff because we know the music side of it is going to be fine that's not going to be an issue he can play to white people music and our music and do all of that that's not going to be an issue halftime wise what we're what everybody's waiting to see is how he affects the league as far as what cat was doing and just with the the the, i don't know how to just with i guess with black people in general the league is i don't know what the percentage is of Black athletes, but I'm sure it's like 75, 80%. Yeah. And they're going to be so disappointed. I don't think so, because I, I would hope they're not going into this assuming, just like when Obama was uh, became president and people went into it assuming he was just going to do all this stuff for black people. No, he can't. It's not that he didn't want to. He physically can't. It doesn't work like that. That's not how things operate. And it's going to be the same thing for Jay. He may want to do certain things. When he started, you know, talking to certain people, but he's not going to be able to because that's not how things operate. So don't go into this assuming that Jay is going to turn anything around. He's going to get cap a job, this, that, the third. That's not none of this is going to work that way. Yeah, we we just go into it with an open mind, and we literally have to be patient. And that's most people's problems. They don't want to be patient to see what he's going to do, but we got to get it three to five years to literally see that he just jump into this to get this money and fix halftime shows or did he get into this to actually help make changes get stuff put into play we get the league got like sponsorships and and people that's not people but organizations they helping out and sending money to and stuff like that as far as with uh what they were doing with trying to help with cap stuff and uh organizations and stuff like that but we can look at that and see how that how that changes. Like, does that number of organizations they help out and the money that they give does that increase? Does uh, the jobs in the league that are normally filled not outside of owners that are normally filled by uh, 
white people are are those jobs now being people being more lenient in their hiring process as far as hiring people of color or, or women or whatever the case may be stuff like that things that you can literally you can you can measure from the entire time of the league up to now and then the next five years from now yeah can we measure and see is there an uptick in those type of things and then we can say well yeah jay did a good job especially if it can be put out that yeah this is he did this or he was a part of this that, that and stuff like that but like i said right now everybody that's speaking on it is just like y'all just y'all just speaking y'all assuming he gonna do this y'all assuming he gonna do that and how y'all gonna assume when y'all don't know facts I agree. So yeah, that's my point. Like I said, it can go either way. He could he could help out and everything be good, or he could like y'all saying, or like Roy saying, out here trying to get his money and get other opportunities for himself. That could be the way, or it could be the other way. We don't we won't know. Like I said, until a couple of years when we can actually when we have measurables, when we can sit down and and look at the uh, what quantitative data. Mm, good one. SAT prep. That's true. But, uh, I definitely hope yeah, it works, I mean, though. But I, at the same time, I just looking at Jay Z's track record of being a capitalist. Ah, we'll see. Like I said, you could be optimistic, but don't don't go into it. Well, not for you because you you're not. But your average person, be optimistic about it, but don't go into it expecting anything, because that's when you get let down. Yeah. No good, healthy dialogue there. Speaking of getting let down, Roy, real quick, how do you feel about uh, Zeke not getting signed, but y'all gave uh, uh, what linebacker? Yeah, Jalen Smith. Smith, yeah, gave him what five? Five? Yeah, the five years, thirty-five million. Um, that puts him in the top three of inside linebackers right now. Uh, I'm not, I'm not let down about that actually. Uh, believe it or not, I, I'm not 100% sure, but we're either number two or number three in total cap space available in the coming two years. So we got the money. We just got to figure out how to spend it to keep everybody. But mm-hmm. if it's me personally, if Dak wants a penny over $25 million, let him go. He's not good without the O-line and the running game working. We're like 20-6 and six with Zeke over 100 yards rushing in the last three years. So clearly, you need the run game for Dak to be effective. Now, it's harder to find franchise quarterbacks, but if Dak really wants, he ain't a franchise. Now, he's not forty million worth. By no, if, if no, he's not, not even, thirty million worth. He's. I was just about to say he's not thirty million worth. Dak, you get Dak twenty. He should be. Happy. But he's trying. Yeah, he should be. But he's trying to. He playing the market game, and that's one thing I don't like about the league. People people get paid off the market. Yeah. More so than, more than what they yeah. deserve. Yeah, you're not you're not worth that much money in this. If if it was me, not being biased, but a little biased, hell, I'd rather go get Tyrod and give him 15 million. And he'll be able to do what the same job. And yeah, <laughs> and be a more of a yeah. threat. Because I trust Tyrod arm more than I trust Dak arm. Now I like Dak in the fourth yeah. quarter, but also Dak's Tyrod's never had a team compared to what the Cowboys got. We are a quarterback away yeah. from a Super Bowl. Mm, yeah, y'all have have a pretty solid line. No, roster, we are even quarterback like away. You. If Dak could, if Dak could yeah. elevate his game to the to the Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, 
passing academy, and I'm just throwing names out there. Matt Ryan ain't nowhere close to Tom Brady, but just the the, the capability of being a passer in that area, Aaron Rodgers esque, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers. If he could give us a half of that, hell, if he give me Eli Manning, we could take it, win a Super Bowl. We just need some accuracy and some some ability to get to stretch the ball downfield. Yeah, y'all issue is if a off defense bail out and say fuck it, we gonna stop the yeah. run. He needs to be able to do something with the rock, and that's not exactly weak. he can't. Then, do that. But Jalen Smith, his money. Uh, Sean Lee might retire before the season start because he came back. He restructured his contract, but he got hurt again in training camp. Hurt his knee like the first week. So that's like ten million off the books. About time. Yeah. So if he get up out of there, Jalen Smith contract already worth it. Then we got to sign Byron Jones, you know, our corner. Amari, he'll get his money. Yeah. But, hell, you could let Amari go too. Receivers are dime a dozen these days. It's easy to find them. That's I wouldn't say that because if it was the case, y'all would have been done. But that. it's because we never had a quarterback. If you, if you got a good quarterback, you can find receivers that are capable. Because Randall Cobb's going to be good this but, year. But y'all got, I'm saying, but y'all got. Yeah, Dak, yeah. but so I just hope they don't give Dak forty million. If they give Dak forty million, we'll never see a Super Bowl in this era. I don't think. I don't think. I think he. I think he shut down to thirty, just trying to get around like 33, 34, 35. I hope so. And I believe. I believe that's what they're gonna do. He's not worth it by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But okay. I think that's what they're gonna. I think that's what they're gonna do. And then they're gonna hit Zeke with like, "Hey, bro, this all the money we got left." What's up? Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm glad I pay attention to my team because you pulled that question out of hat. Yeah, yeah, I just thought about it. Uh, yeah, we, I was talking about it earlier. See, Jesus. Yeah, hey, uh, I, I think Zeke should hold yeah. out, though, as a, as a, as a oh, player yeah, guy. Granted, he's got two years left on a $24 million deal, but the fact of the matter, which everybody knows this, is he can be franchise tag another two years, like Le'Veon Bell. Two years, yeah. So that could be four years, and he'll only be 28 or 27. 28, I think, after in four years, he'll never get paid again. No, not Yeah, so even – and granted, those two years, those franchise years might be like $21 million a year or whatever, but after 28, they're going to try to hit him with a five, $5 million, $7 million. He need to get like fifty yeah. guaranteed right now and over the next four. Yeah, that's that's what their main issue is. He need that. He want to get that guaranteed money now because that next one running backs, their shelf life yep. is low, and, and especially for him because he's not your your recent running back where you the Kamara's and the Christian McCaffrey type guy. He Zeke came from the two thousand era running mm-hmm. back. He trying to bust your head, so he. he yeah, so his shelf life is a lot lower, and the, the mileage on his legs on some on that AP type stuff. So, if he don't, like you say, if he don't get that, if he don't get paid by twenty seven, twenty eight, he's not gonna get a, a that major deal that he's looking for. So that's why. But it just happened to turn. It just happened to work out that all his uh, he can get franchise tag those last two years, which as you say is gonna give it'll probably give him twenty. 21, 22, just depending on how the, the market move around. But it'll be for that year, and he won't have that big guarantee, 40, 50, 60 million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. They need to pay him. If they don't, they stupid. Because y'all get rid of him, and that's it. But we'll see. 
I think they gonna I think they're gonna pay everybody. I, I actually don't think y'all gonna pay Amari though. Nah, I don't think so either. I don't think y'all I don't think I don't think y'all gonna have enough money. I don't know what the, what the stuff look like, but I don't think y'all had the money to pay him what he deserves, and I think he's gonna go elsewhere whenever he gets the opportunity to. Yeah. And if if I gotta get rid of one, I'm getting rid of Amari, personally. But that's only because no, nah, I take that back. I'm getting rid of Dak regardless because I feel like I can go get a quarterback. But I know Jerry's not going to do that just by the moves they've made over the yeah. years. So Amari's going to be the one to go. Yeah, he's going to be the, he going to take that L. But Dak is yeah, Dak. You can find somebody out yeah. there. Shit, for all that, you can go get Cap. Yeah, and no bullshit. I was thinking, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, wouldn't that be like so hilariously funny that America's team? Sign Kaepernick because they got rid of Dak, but Jerry would be the one to like, do it though. Yeah, because he 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 all for the like I said he all for the media, yeah. and and realistically, some of them Cowboys fans would get rid of their season tickets, but some of them they they take Cowboy fans to the to the death yeah. of them. So they might not like who at quarterback, but if y'all niggas winning. It's one of them things where they're just gonna push it under the rug. Exactly. Man, he would and have the shortest lease of all time. <laughs> oh, Kaepernick. <laughs> oh no, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. His leash would be tight. Before, hey, when, when Romo got hurt, before Dak came in that preseason game, it was some talks that they was gonna sign Cap back then, and I feel like that was 20, 2016, 2017. Was it twenty seventeen? Uh, I think so. Somewhere in there. Yeah. No, no, probably like 16. Nah. That, Zeke and Dak been in the league, what, this day third year? This day fourth, fourth coming up. Yeah, it was 20, 2016. Was his rookie yeah. year. That was the same time when he was protesting. But they had benched him, and it was when Romo had got hurt, they was like, can you trade? Who can you trade for? Yeah. But Dak number's not trash. He just can't. He, he just can't throw the long ball. He don't trust his reads. He still got that spread offense eye and play calling. That's what I really want to see. If they letting Kellen Moore come in this year, Kellen Moore wasn't the best quarterback, but he was a hell of a college quarterback. So I know he understands offense. And his dad was a coach, so he grew up around football. I want to see if he can actually implement a, a college, or not a college, but a, a more efficient offense to today's NFL game. Yeah. Compared to what we yeah, had. I only thing. Yeah, I don't know. Dak, I just feel like Dak would be a lot better if he just ran, if he used his legs more. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't know how fast he is, but I just feel like he you black so. But that's the thing. run a we little bit more. We don't do stuff to help him get to the edge. We just go. We just yeah, no. Nah, I'm talking as far as just taking. No, nah, just take like taking it into your own hands type the, situation. It's the NFL. About, like, you got to be a different kind of special to just break the pocket. Like, if you're not moving the pocket on a play action, you're just not getting out of there on your own. We saw Mike Vick. It's, 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 not, it's not as easy as it is. Nah, hell no. Like, look at Kyler Murray. Uh, you probably right. ain't watched the preseason <laughs> games. But them DNs is catching Kyler Murray like, like it's nothing because they know to take the right angle versus in college, them cats yeah. just chasing. So, yeah. and Kyler Murray is a hell of an athlete. But, like, people, Vic was just ahead of his time. So Michael Vick was just a better athlete than them dudes when he was playing. But 
Yeah. It's, it's harder than it looks. That's why you don't see a lot of quarterbacks take off. Like Cam Newton, he, he's good in the run game, but it's literally because the pocket breaks down or somebody loses contain. It ain't just because he outrunning somebody. No, he ain't going to outrun too – I mean, he, he is fast, but the fact that he 6'5", 250 yeah. – is is his 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 claim because he's he's a fast person he's a fast runner, foot speed wise, but he's running at you like a a linebacker, but with cornerback speed. Yeah. So that's why he that's why he's able to do what he do, and then like you said, Vic, that was his that was a before his time type situation. That's why everything nobody the defense defensive coordinators didn't know how to scheme against it because it wasn't something that was yeah. That I, I was always running quarterbacks, but not like I was just on Twitter. I just want to say one thing about that previous conversation about Jay Z. Uh, Jason mm-hmm. Whitlock is now supporting Jay Z. That should tell you all you need to know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's interesting. Jason Whitlock has written dissertations about how he hates Jay Z and what he stands for, and now the man on the Whitlock might be trying to say be trying to save his his face in the community yeah okay <laughs> sure no but no that's 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 actually interesting but it's above me now so i'm gonna let that go bitch yeah. <laughs> but uh on that note i think this last topic we're gonna save to next week yeah say that yeah don't have so, to uh, y'all brothers just went in Hey man, you know how it is. Niggas get, niggas get the content, talking. baby. Got to push good content. It's all about the yeah, content. Trash content. <laughs> hey, the Texans aren't much better, but it's about content. You got to get on the show and push the content. The people want to hear the content. And with that being said, chill, chill, chill. As always, we thank y'all for. Hold on, before you before you drop into the outro, uh. Everybody stay tuned as well for the uh, Counseling the Clutch Fantasy Football League. We're getting that together. We're going to hopefully have that out, shoot out some, uh, shoot out the uh, request for that, hopefully later this week, early next week, depending on, you know, what our, what our folks got going on. But, yeah, if you still want to be a part of that, go ahead and shoot us a, shoot us a DM. Let us know you're trying to be a part of that league so we can get that finalized and get that uh get everything set up so we can get that draft going and everything it's coming it ain't and it ain't it ain't yeah. gonna be too much longer pause it's 11 o'clock uh, let's go let's get out of here man. We get, 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 get us out of here please save us from you and like that again we thank y'all for tuning in another week of counseling the clutch podcast uh Anything that you guys would like for us to discuss or talk about, you know, don't be hesitant to drop that in the DMs. Holler at us. You know, we on IG, Facebook, uh, Instagram, which is IG, Twitter. You know, I'm not too versed in social media because I'm a I'm an outdoorsman myself. But uh, hit us up on them social media accounts. Don't listen to shit they got to say. And uh, just please continue tuning in. We love y'all out there, our loyal fans, listeners. And we out.
Peace. Yo. Peace.